0: I want to thank you for call, uh, thank all of you for joining us. This is Dr. Shonda Garner Brooks. I am the CEO of the Family Strong Foundation, the agency that uh, is hosting the call. Today's call is sponsored by United Healthcare Community Plan, as well as the United Way Saint Landry Evangeline. We'd like to thank both of them. Today we have three speakers. Uh, we will be hearing from Faith House dealing with domestic violence. So today's whole call is talking about an increase in domestic violence since the pandemic. We will also have, uh, I believe, LaDonte Murphy from the St. Landry Parish District Attorney's Office. He is an assistant district attorney. He will be sharing the numbers that we have been seeing reported around the parish. And we also have uh, St. Landry Sexual Assault Center on the call as well. They'll be here to answer any questions. Uh Maybe you're in an abusive relationship, and now is the time you've decided to get out. We've got folks on the line who can help you. Right now what I'd like to do is I'd like to introduce our guest speaker. Our guest speaker today, our first one is Miss Marie Guidry. She is from the Faith House. Marie Guidry receives her education from McNeese State University in Lake Charles. She was featured in Who's Who for several years during her college courses and was a member of Phi Theta Kappa Society. Ms. Gendry completed her internship with a domestic violence shelter before graduating with her degree in psychology. She spent 10 years working in social services at the Cushada Native Reservation in Elton, spearheading programs for children, adults, and elderly tribal members, she also counseled adult members struggling with issues related to alcohol, drug abuse, and domestic violence. Miss Guidry has been a domestic violence advocate for Faith House since 2013, working with survivors of domestic violence in both St. Landry and Evangeline parishes. Her work with survivors includes danger assessment, safety training, and all phases of restraining order procurement. Ms. Guidry also works closely with the judicial system on behalf of domestic violence victims and educates the community through various projects, presentations, trainings, and now conference calls. We welcome Miss Marie Guidry from the Faith House. Thank you very much. You'll have to dial star six Ms. Guidry to unmute yourself.
1: Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Dr. Brooks and Family Strong Foundation, for facilitating this teleconference presentation today and inviting me to represent Faith House by participating. I really appreciate it. Um, I would also like to thank everyone taking part by phone. I've been asked by Dr. Brooks to speak to you today about domestic violence and more specifically what it is, how to help, and finally, the services that Faith House provides to survivors of domestic violence. Before I begin, I'd like to first clarify that up to 97% of batterers are male. So um, if I use the pronoun he during the presentation, it will be for the purpose of time. But I am aware that there's a small percentage of domestic violence episodes that are perpetrated by women. I will address the uprise in domestic violence uh, since the quarantine at the end, um, and, and leave the rest to, uh, to those that are, that are, have more of the statistics um, such as the DA. So with that in mind, let me begin with the definition of what domestic violence is. Domestic violence is using power and control over another human being and gaining that control even if it takes threats and violence to do so. So I'd like to repeat that to you. Domestic violence is using power and control over another human being and gaining that control even if it takes threats and violence to do so. So how do you know if you or someone you know is in a domestic violence situation? You can start by asking yourself some basic questions. Does your partner embarrass you in front of others with put downs? Does he continue his behavior even if you have asked him to stop? Does he control what you do, who you see or talk to, or where you go? Does your partner stop you from seeing family members or friends, or does he make it so difficult that you choose not to be around your loved ones in order to keep the peace? Does he control the money that comes into the home? For instance, does he take money for his own purposes, such as purchasing high-ticket items or perhaps drugs or alcohol with money that's been set aside for bills or groceries? Does he take your Social Security check, or does he refuse to give you money? And when he does give money, does he keep tabs on all the money you spend, expecting receipts? Does your partner refuse to work, putting the burden of finances completely on your shoulders? Does he make all important decisions Does he act in ways that scare you? Does he act like the abuse is no big deal? Does he deny the abuse or act like it's all in your mind? Does he act like the abuse is your fault? Has he destroyed your property? For example, does he break your phone so you cannot call for help? Are you being intimidated and threatened with guns, knives, or other weapons? Does your partner threaten to commit suicide if you leave? Does he become so jealous if you talk to other men or even other friends that he flies into a rage? Does he make you choose between him and other people? Are you being slapped, shoved, hit, or choked? Does he tell you, if I can't have you, no one will? Has he forced you to drop charges once you have finally decided to take legal action? Does he threaten to kill you? As you can tell by these questions, Domestic violence is not necessarily just physical. In fact, that's one of the many myths surrounding domestic violence, that it is only physical, when in fact, it also encompasses verbal abuse, economic abuse, extreme jealousy, and isolation. And unfortunately, it is very rare that the physical abuse doesn't begin once these other forms of abuse have been put into place. However, with that being said, a woman can be verbally abused throughout her relationship and think that it's not domestic violence because her partner has never become physically violent. Some victims of domestic violence believe that the abuse is caused by alcohol or drug use when the fact is almost three out of four incidents of domestic violence occur without any substances involved. And the question needs to be addressed. Why don't all alcoholics and drug users abuse their significant other? Domestic violence is equal opportunity. It occurs in all socioeconomic tiers of society and within all racial backgrounds. You can be a victim of domestic violence, whether you are rich or poor, whether you are college educated or have limited education, whether you are black or white. And the abusers also run the gamut from unemployed drug dealers to Supreme Court justices and everything in between. Domestic violence is a serious problem that needs to be every nine seconds a woman is battered in the United States. It is the most underreported crime in the world. And one out of every three women will experience domestic violence in her lifetime. Up to 40% of pregnant women have at least one incident of physical domestic violence during their pregnancy. And most concerning is the fact that 70% of men who abuse their wives also abuse their children. The more severe the abuse of the mother, the more severe the abuse of the child. So it's no surprise that a high majority of runaway children are from abusive homes. Even our pets are not immune from the danger. A staggering eight out of 10 pets living in abusive homes are at a high risk of being attacked during a domestic violence episode. Pets are often used as a means of control. A woman is sometimes told if she doesn't conform, her beloved pet will be harmed. Domestic violence is rampant. It is a problem throughout the world, throughout our country, and in our own state. Louisiana is consistently ranked in the top five in the nation for homicides related to domestic violence incidents. This past year, we were ranked number two, with 50 people dying in 48 acts of violence. And here's something to think about. During the years between the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, there were one, I'm sorry, there were 6,614 US troops killed. During that same time period, there were 11,766 women killed during domestic violence episodes. So that's almost double, double the, the, the crime, double the murder, as in two wars. You might ask, how can I help a victim of domestic violence? The first way is by doing what you're doing now, by educating yourself in what domestic violence is. Also important is by answering the one question asked most often by well-meaning but mostly in misinformed people. And that question is, why doesn't she leave? To help a victim or a survivor, as we call them at Faith House, to help her, we must know why she may choose to stay. Is she staying because she feels ashamed? Perhaps her husband is an important pillar of, of the community. Perhaps her son is the star of the football team. She sometimes is more worried about those things than her own safety. Does she stay out of guilt? A survivor of domestic violence will sometimes think she is doing something wrong to make the abuser angry with her, usually because she's been told that over and over again. Often the reason she stays is due to embarrassment. Perhaps her friends and family warned her not to marry him. And because she did, she feels too embarrassed to let them know her situation. She sometimes stays because she loves him. He can be very charming during the calm times, and she remembers him as he used to be at the beginning of the relationship. So she stays hoping he will be the man he was. There is a myth about domestic violence, the belief that if the victim stays with the abuser, then the abuse must not be that bad. And the fact is, most often, the reason she's staying is out of fear. A survivor of domestic violence knows her abuser better than anyone else. So she knows that he may carry out threats he has made to her if she leaves. She knows that leaving can make the situation much, much worse. And at the very least, the chances of him beginning to stalk her once she leaves is extremely high. Now, because of time limitations, I won't get into the specifics of stalking but suffice it to say that 7 out of 10 women are stalked by their ex-husbands or ex-boyfriends, and stalking is one of the red flags when we look at the incidence of domestic violence homicide. So besides educating ourselves and being aware of why she stays, there are some other steps we can take to help a survivor of domestic violence. If you know someone who is being abused, let her know you're there for her. Don't give her advice because, as we already know, she knows her abuser better than anyone else. Don't pressure her to take action because this can sometimes have the opposite effect and it paralyzes her into staying. She's used to her abuser telling her what to do. She has no control. And if you take the risk of telling her to leave, then you're also taking the risk of sounding controlling like the abuser. Ask her what you can do to help. This will help her to start making decisions for herself. Give her the number to a domestic violence program so she has it when she's ready to talk or take action. Please don't assume her family or some other friend will help her because she is sometimes estranged from family and friends who have grown so tired of her staying with the abuser. Listen to her. Sometimes a survivor just needs to know that someone is listening without judgment. She wants to be heard. Importantly, tell her if you think she is in danger because victims of domestic violence are sometimes too close to the danger that they're in and they can't see it for themselves. Let those around you know by your words and your actions that you will not tolerate domestic violence in any form in your home or in your community. Support domestic violence programs in your community because they are often the only place survivors can turn to. And finally, you can help a survivor by saying two things. First, tell her this is not your fault. She's been told over and over again by her abuser that she caused him to lose his temper. So the blame has been set squarely on her shoulders, and a part of her has come to believe this. So it can be very empowering for her to hear that it is not her fault. The second thing you can tell her, I believe you. Often she has covered up for the abuser. She's told stories to cover up her bruises. She's been told by the abuser that no one will believe her because many times he's shown a different side of his personality to everyone else. So when she finally speaks her truth, it's so important that she knows she's believed. Here in Acadiana, when a domestic violence survivor decides she needs help, she can call Faith House. And we're a nonprofit or- profit organization, and we're here to help. We provide safety, shelter, empowerment, and advocacy to survivors of domestic violence. Our shelter in Lafayette is a 45-bed facility that provides safe housing, food, clothing, health screening, and medicine. Survivors also receive both group and individual counseling as well as legal assistance. We also have a children's advocate who provides programs and counseling for the children. Transitional housing is offered to long-term occupants, helping survivors get back on their feet. Along with the Faith House Lafayette location, we have six outreach office locations in Acadia, Vermilion, Avoyles, Rapides, St. Landry, and Evangeline Parishes. Faith House advocates help all survivors, those who are ready to leave, as well as those who are not. We help survivors with safety planning, risk assessments, and counseling. We also help survivors with all stages of the judicial process, from filing restraining orders to accompanying them to court hearings. Faith House also works within the community by offering education and training to various groups. Domestic violence is ongoing every minute of every day. It's happening in the place where we should feel the safest because it's happening in our homes. It's important to understand that it will take all of us being vigilant and working together to stop this unnecessary violence. Now, there's been a rise in domestic violence, not only um, in this area, but worldwide since COVID-19. In fact, there's a 32 to 36% rise. In some parishes, counseling calls are down, and the reason for that is because the victim and the abuser are quarantined together. So the victim has trouble finding time alone to call. And it's only when the situation has become dire that she finally just calls 911. So those calls are definitely up. And um, as, like I said at the beginning, as for the breakdown of those numbers, I'll just defer to the DA's uh, office in addressing that. And um, in closing, I'd like to thank Dr. Brooks again, and and uh, and everyone listening for so graciously inviting me to share this information with all of you. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Gidry. That was extremely informative and kind of a little, uh, I'll just say I'm thankful that there's such a resource and I'm sad that such a resource is needed. Um, I did not know the statistics surrounding domestic violence in Louisiana I chose to move here. I've been here 20 years now. I absolutely love it, love the people, great place, really disturbed by the level of domestic violence. So, I, like I said, I'm thankful that you were able to join us, but I'm saddened that we needed you to join us. So uh, Ms. Guidry is going to share some numbers with us. So if you want to grab paper, pencil, something to write with, put this in your phone, she's going to share some numbers with us. Okay, Ms. Guidry, go ahead.
1: All right. So the Faith House in Lafayette. Uh, website is faithhouseacadiana.com The Faith House phone number is 337 232 8954. The 24 hour hotline is 888 411 1333. Faith House Evangeline and St. Landry Parish, which would be my office, is 337-467-0856. And I also want um, everyone listening to know that we also have a Family Justice Center of Acadiana located in Lafayette. And the Justice Center provides multidisciplinary professionals under one roof, that respond to domestic violence. So there's law enforcement, prosecutors, legal service providers, and advocates all in one place, and that number is 337-210-5986. And um, I appreciate your time again. I, I really do, Dr. Brooks, and I, I certainly appreciate Family Strong Foundation and and your invitation to speak today. Thank you.